Bob and Gwaltney. Gwaltney Group. Remax Results. Welcome to Rochester Real Estate, featuring Robin Gwaltney from Gwaltney Group Remax Results and Andy Brownell. Here's Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good morning. Welcome to Saturday. I'm Andy Brownell here at News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM with, of course, Robin Gwaltney with Gwaltney Group Remax Results. Good morning, Robin. Good morning. Good morning. So are we getting into holiday shopping mood yet? Well, I got a lot of other things to do. Today, we have our um, Christmas tree lighting in Wabasha. Oh, nice. And, of course, the Gwaltney Group of Remax Results is the sponsor, the financial sponsor. We have some other... Um, sponsors on paper, I guess, but we pay for everything. So we're doing cookies and coffee and cider and hot chocolate, but not only do we go out and shop and buy it, we put it all together and decorate up our office and get everything ready. So it's it's really fun. We really, really enjoy it. And um, so we have that later this evening, of course, after it starts later in the afternoon and then the tree lighting is when it gets dark out. So, so is this as the Rockefeller tree? Oh yeah, it's exactly the same. <laughs> you know, we have the big crystal top come drive over to Wabashaw and check it out <laughs> you don't believe me do you no it's it's not anything like that but it's a very nice big tree that actually the city planted a few years back so that we don't have to chop one down and haul it in so it's just right off the stage oh, nice. where, yeah. and Santa and Mrs. Claus will be there for the kids and there will be treats and yeah we're pretty excited about it so they have, so. You have to buy one more string of lights every year because the tree keeps growing Yep, true, true. <laughs> Maybe hopefully even more, a few more than that, because I like lots of lights. But so that's going on this afternoon at 3.30. And um, I haven't even thought about shopping, but I have been very busy decorating, to answer okay. your question. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. We haven't, haven't taken that step yet. I did do a little online shopping. Uh, on you know Black Friday and Cyber Monday, like me and the whole rest of the world. Well, if that's any indication, as you know, my son drives, delivers oh, UPS. Oh, yeah, UPS, yeah. Um, they are working 13-hour days. It's They're out there until 9 o'clock at night. It's crazy. See, and this is why I refuse to buy into all the negativity. And I will tell you, when I started looking at articles for this week's show... I was having a hard time finding anybody having anything negative to say. There's a lot more positivity popping up, and I love it because they're finally getting on board. <laughs> the election's over. We can go back to, you know, just like getting on with things. For a little while, and then they're going to have a little while. Yeah, and then we'll start another election cycle. Yes, exactly. <laughs> But I don't know, um, Wabasha, the gas prices for regular gas is two eighty nine a gallon. And that's exciting. Yes, it is. I mean, that, so, that helps everybody out. It helps everybody out, yes. And and yes, there, there are more houses on the market. You know, we talk about, oh, the inventory is up. But it's not necessarily because a lot more people are putting their houses on the market. It's just that houses are staying on the market longer. So that inventory, you know, accumulates. So therefore, we have more. Because before, they would sell as fast as we put them on. So that's why the inventory remained 
real low. But if we add a few and a few haven't sold, that's how we're so-called building our inventory. But you are still seeing multiple offers because I know a young couple that you are helping out or your team is helping out. Good. They were just getting into one where they ended up having to deal with multiple offers still. Must oh, be yeah. a certain must be a certain price range. Well, and if the price if the house is really sweet and it's priced right, people are always going to go crazy to get it. I mean, it's just the way it is. So, um, I tell people right now, you have to think about two things. You have to win the beauty contest and you have to win the price war. So you've got to be, you know, really in tip top showing shape to go on the market and you got to be priced right. And a lot of people still say, could we just try to get a little more? Could we just try to go a little higher? And the answer is you can try anything you want, but do I think that's <laughs> the best thing to do? No, because when they're priced right and they show well, they sell quickly. When they sell quickly, that's how you get the most money. And sometimes Sometimes that's even how you get into multiple offers. People used to say, oh, I should have asked for more. My house sold too quickly. But that is not necessarily a true statement. I mean, you priced it right, and that's why it sold quickly. And it, we've talked about that before, right? If you price it too high, and then it sits for a while, and then you have to back off of that price that you should have never been at in the first place, then people look at the house a little sideways and it tends to put pressure on it to reduce the yeah. price even more. And then they want to come in even lower. Like, yeah. uh, what's wrong with this house? Yeah, you're exactly right. Yes, sir. So we're coming up on, of course, Christmas and the holidays. I can't believe it. We're what? Two and a half weeks away. It's unreal. It's unreal. Um, and I know at least... Three weeks, well, three weeks today, know, right? Third to the 24th, 21 days. And I have always heard that this is the slow time of the year for real estate. Is that really the case? You've not heard it from me. <laughs> so, so I always say those very last two weeks of December, you do see a slowdown. But I put two houses on the market this week. I'm putting another one on the market next week on probably Wednesday. So people say, oh, I don't know. Is it a bad time to put my house on the market right over the holidays. Okay, so let's talk about that. First of all, your house could be, honestly, just what somebody's looking for on their Christmas list. Like, hey, this year, let's go and buy a house because we've been wanting to buy one, so let's do it. Sounds silly, but it does happen. People say, this is our Christmas gift to each other. We're finally sure. going to fulfill our dream and buy a house. Okay? I can see that, yeah. I've heard it. I've heard it more than once. So people definitely do continue to shop. And the other thing you have to remember is people like the fact there's a lot of personality types that don't want that high pressure of when they have to get out there and fight against everybody else and move quickly and they can't make decisions and they can't get inspections. And so they're they're eating this up, right? Because now they can take their sweet time. They can look at every house that's on the market in their price range. And it's still not like it's a ton, but there might be five or six or seven that you know fit their needs, which is a whole lot better than you better go look at this one. And if you don't like everything about it, you better buy it or you're out of luck. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the nice thing because now people are saying, okay, this is a really good thing because we have some, we can do this slowly, right? And people, I will tell you this, I have sellers ask me, 
is it okay to put up our Christmas ornaments or is that offensive? Can we put up our tree? And I always say, let's take the photos before we do all that decorating, just because in case January comes and the house isn't sold, sure. we don't necessarily want a house that's all decorated for Christmas, you know, online. But when people walk into your home and it's all decorated beautifully for Christmas, I don't think that offends people. I think people actually, it feels homey. It feels welcoming. People think it's nice. It makes your house look even better. And it's that time of the year. It's, right. <laughs> but it, I'm going to tell you. It actually, it would be strange for you to walk into a home without the decorations when you get closer to Christmas. Right. Yeah. And I mean, in every some people don't decorate regardless if their house is on the market or not. I mean, some people just yeah. say, ugh, I don't get into all that hoopla. It's not for me. And that's okay. But it certainly is okay to go ahead and move forward with your Christmas decorations, even if your house is on the market. I just say, take the photos first, just so in right. case the house is still around. Um, but I will tell you one of the biggest reasons, you know, we're not still having the, the frenzy that we had in 2021, right? But... The largest generation of home buyers is the millennials. And that, I mean, the largest generation of our population, you know, right. the largest generation living is the millennials. And they're just prime stage for buying homes, okay? So they are still out there. We are still, we still have fewer homes for sale than we did before the pandemic, okay? So our inventory is still low even with more houses coming on the market and houses sitting around a little longer. So it's still a really good time to be a seller. And I think this is important to note. Over the next 12 months, rents are expected to just blow up. They're, they're expected to far outperform the stock market, the home values, the inflation. So it's just going to become more and more expensive to be a renter. So if you're listening to me thinking, oh, geez, I want to stop renting and buy a house, that's great. If you're listening to me saying, I want to buy some houses and become a landlord, that's great too. So just so you know, rent prices are definitely forecasted to go up by a lot in 2023. All right. So investment property is the thing to think about as well at this point. Correct. All right. We do have to take our break already, Robin. So we'll do that really quick and come back. In just a moment, Robin Gwaltney with Gwaltney Group Remax Results here on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We'll be right back with Robin Gwaltney and Andy Brownell on Rochester Real Estate. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Add a stylish look to your bathroom with help from a Real Estate with Robin Gwaltney from Gwaltney Group Remax Results and Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back. Robin Gwaltney with Gwaltney Group Remax results with us this morning and over the past week, Robin, um, once again, more hopeful signs regarding inflation and interest rates in the news that some additional signs of moderation. Third week in a row, the interest rates have dropped. I've seen people locking in at 6% on a 30-year conventional loan. So I've seen six and a quarter. I've seen a little higher. But, but you know, factors play in. You know, your credit your credit score plays a big yep. part in that. Um, but anyway, bottom line is, is 6% doesn't sound too bad. And I don't think that'll be the lowest we see it go. And neither do. I'm excited because on, I think it's December 12th, they do, the National Association of Realtors does a big, um, like, news 
you help me out. What's the word I'm trying to say? Like, you know, breaking news. What do you call that? Uh, um, big press release. Press uh, release. There you go. Press release. They talk <laughs> about what what the um, chief economists of the, you know, the big players are forecasting for 2023. Oh, yeah. And it's always something that I watch live. You know, they do it on a, you know, on a podcast or on a whatever you call it. I don't know all the terminology, but you can we can watch it. And so it's fun to watch it. And I am just really hopeful and pretty confident that it's going to be a pretty uh, bright forecast because even though homes are not, you know, home prices are not going up by double digits like they have been the last couple of years, they still are expected to go up like on average across the country 6% year over year. That's still it's, a really good game. Yeah. It's really good. It's really good. So, um, you know, we've talked and talked about how will there be a flood of foreclosures and sometimes, you know, I've mentioned sometimes if you just read the headlines, it sounds really bad because oh, the number of foreclosures is up again over last year or over the past two years. Well, that's because during the pandemic, there was the forbearance program. Right. So there were zero foreclosures, you know? And so, yeah, if there's one, it's up. But the truth is, is that for the second quarter in a row, mortgage delinquency rates fell to the lowest level since they've been doing the survey in 1979. So there are... 3.45% foreclosure rate. So I think they talked about like um, one, like 0.4 of 1% of the 52 million mortgages or something. So it's teensy, weensy, weensy little bit. Yeah, it's not measurable. Exactly. So in other words, people are living in their houses. They are paying their payments. They are able to afford them. And... um, I talked a little bit about the 2-1 buy-down, the last show. Yes. I actually had a client use that since we've spoke, and I've learned a lot more. I don't think I explained it as clearly last time as I now know how it actually works. Okay. So I'd like to spend a little time with that. Yeah, I'm interested, uh, yes. Okay, so... The seller has to pay for this, okay? And it's basically like a seller paying a buyer's closing cost. So what I'm telling my sellers, if it's if they've been on the market a while and it might be it might be, you know, typically the type that time that you would do a price reduction, I'm saying instead of reducing our price, Let's agree to pay up to $10,000 or up to $15,000 for a 2-1 buy-down. And, of course, they don't know what that means, so then I explain it. So let's say you get locked in today at 6.5% and your house payment is $2,200. Well, they would calculate that. um, They would amortize it over a 30-year loan as if it's... 4.5 4.5 instead of 6.5. So they would take two points off. They don't lower the actual interest rate of the loan, okay? But they amortize what the payment would be if it were 4.5%, and that's the payment you pay out of pocket the first year. Okay. And then the second year, they amortize what it would be for 5.5%, and that's the payment you pay out of pocket. And then by the third year, if the rates haven't dropped and you haven't refinanced, then you would pay the 65 
five that you're actually locked in at. So where does the money come to make up the difference between the, let's say it's 1800 at 4.5 and 2200 at at 6.5. So where that extra 400 bucks that I'm making up these numbers, okay? I'm no, not calculating it. it. Okay. That num- that money would come from that $10,000 that the seller paid to be used specifically earmarked for a 2-1 buy down. So it kind of sits in a little account and then the bank takes the ma- the majority of the payment from the buyer and then the rest to make up the difference from that kitty. All right. Does that make sense? No, it does. It does. The question I have for you is, if you took that hunk of money from the yeah. seller and lowered the price of the house, what? I guess what you're trying, you're telling me is for those first two to three years, the right. impact on the monthly payment would be much larger than it would be if the homeowner just lowered the price of the home by that So, right, so the situation where it would really help out is if let's say a couple says, gosh, a couple years from now we could afford that payment because my wife will be done with her MBA and she's gonna make more money or I won't be a fellow anymore, I'll be a consultant or my husband is going, instead of being a nurse, he's now in nurse anesthetist school. So, but right now it's just a little too much for us, you know? So that's when it's like, or our kids in college right now, so right now is not the best time for that payment but in a couple years it would be you know easier to swallow so it's just another tool in the toolbox to help us get people into homes at a comfortable i mean what do i always say it's all about the monthly budget it's all about does the payment fit your budget comfortably so it's just another tool to um accomplish that very interesting and this would i could see this working too for a person who is anticipating like i am and you have said that the rates will drop some correct correct so when you get to the end of this two-year cycle then you exactly refinance and then people say well that costs money yeah it does it costs about five grand but most people don't bring the five grand right. to the table most people just roll that into the mortgage when they refinance yep. so I mean there's it's about knowing and it's about um, getting guidance from somebody who does know and putting you in touch with mortgage lenders who are experts because it is not one size fits all there are so many different um, products that are offered by some lenders that aren't offered by all lenders and and just the level of experience between one mortgage lender and another, it, it's it's very, it makes for a big difference. Okay. We have to take another break. It's Robin wow. Gwaltney. Yeah, I know. Robin Gwaltney with Gwaltney Group Remax Results here on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We'll be right back with Robin Gwaltney and Andy Brownell on Rochester Real Estate. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. You hear a lot of different things in Minnesota these days. Real Estate with Robin Gwaltney from Gwaltney Group, Remax Results, and Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We are back with Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group, Remax Results this morning, talking real estate here in southeastern Minnesota. Have you uh, seen any new data, you know, numbers, statistics for us, Robin? Yes, I have the Rochester Market Report. Um, I did want to mention, I'm sure most of the listeners probably know, but I found it interesting that Cub Foods is coming to Rochester and putting a great big, whatever it was, 80 
thousand square feet grocery store over on the northwest side of town, pretty near the newer um, Hy-Vee, very close to Aldi, very close to Costco. Right. But boy, if that isn't a sign of growth, I mean, these people do their homework, okay? And they're not going to bring yet another huge grocery store to Rochester if they don't think it's going to succeed. So another really comforting sign as a realtor and should be as a homeowner or home buyer that we are just continuing to grow. Okay? And another, uh, another statistic that goes along with that is the, you know, the state of Minnesota tax collections continue to exceed the prediction by a sizable amount have for, well, it's now it's been years, but even with what's happening nationally with what year, uh, it's not happening in Minnesota. It seems Minnesota's economy is hitting on all eight. Right. Yep. Oh, I did read something um, that Lawrence Yun, uh, my favorite, you know, chief economist from National Association of Realtors, he talked about um, the Midwest was the only place that there was actually an increase of homes sold over this past quarter, where like the West was hit hard, where prices had gone really, really high with the interest rates. So in the month of, I guess it was the month of October, not quarter, but uh, month of October was pretty tough on a lot of uh, real estate markets, but Midwest came out ahead. So, so. Your, your new neighbor may have a New York accent or <laughs> maybe back from California. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I don't know. The more I watch all the things that are happening around the world and I say, you know, this isn't really, it, people might say we live in a boring place, but boring isn't all bad. No, there's a funny video out there online of this young woman who moved from California to Iowa. Okay. And she is trying to explain to her friends back home how crazy it is here. She goes, you know, we go to the, describing going to uh, Trader Joe's and there's no line at the checkout. <laughs> it's actually really funny. So. Oh, that is funny. And the comments were, shh, shh, don't tell anybody. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Don't tell the world. Let's keep it a secret. <laughs> Our little Midwest secret. Anyway, let's talk about the Rochester Market Report, shall we? Okay. All right. We currently have 226 active listings, and we have 125 pending, okay? And we have 1,025 properties that have sold or closed in the last six in the last six months. So we're still selling houses. We're still closing on houses. Now, I will tell you that um, that high end for a while, we were seeing quite a few houses for sale over a million dollars. Right. And right now there are eight and six, 14 of them is all. From one million all the way to a million four and up, there are a total of 14 for sale. And the days on market for those is pretty high, like 216 for over a million four, 172 between a million one and a million two. So for a while, those high-end houses, were, if you remember, were selling the fastest. Yes. And it's Weird. because people, people were getting that cheap, cheap money. So they're like, okay, we're going to skip our second and third home and go from our first home to our final home, from our first home to our dream home because the money's so cheap, we can do it. Now it's looking back to more normal. And these, uh, those homes are often sold to people who pay cash, right? They are. They are. And, um, and also... You know, I mean, when we were selling them so hot before, no, that wasn't the case. It was that people were taking advantage yeah. of that low interest rate. So, 
That makes sense. That's why they were selling so fast. Because they could, they could instead of going from a $300,000 home to a five hundred or six hundred, they were going from a three hundred to a million because with the rates they could lock in at, their payments weren't that much more. Yep. And now, and then when they sat in that house, even though they thought, oh, it's going to be tight for a couple of years, they're looking back going, oh my gosh, we're so glad we did this when we could. <laughs> I had, I've had a lot of thank you calls. I think I sold 13 homes over a million dollars last year. And to a lot of them that were probably not people that were expecting to spend that much, but are so happy that they did. Yeah, they locked in at that rate and their, their payments aren't going up. Right, correct. You got it. Okay, so now let's look at average days on the market. Even though if you ask some sellers, they're going to tell you it's 300, it's really um, 58, okay, is the market median. So that's all prices. So that even that 216 days for over a million four plays into that. So if you're looking at the 100 to 200, it's 26 days, okay? If you're looking at, uh, well, here. 800 to 900 for whatever reason it was only six days on the market but it was only four listings so they might have been new construction or you know i don't know exactly but even so 58 days on the market is a couple of months it's okay it's what traditionally or historically yes. has been normal. Yes. Well, and actually, when I started selling real estate, that was really good. I mean, right. gosh, if you got your house sold in 60 days, you were writing all the relatives and bragging about it. You know, well, I mean, it was it? a big deal. It wasn't that many years ago that you would see a sign out in front of a house that four to six months was normal. Right. Exactly. Exactly right. And so that's why I'm saying if you sold your house in two months, you were feeling really, really good about what was going on. This one kills me, Andy. The average sale price in our market is four hundred and seventy-two thousand seven hundred seventy-four. That has gone Isn't, up so quickly. Hasn't that gone up? Oh my gosh! Well, I think twenty twenty-one um, and twenty-two prices year over year. The increase in value was in double digits, so 10%, 12%, 15%. And that's why they say, oh, it's slowing down so much, it's only going to be 5.8% this year. Well, if you own a property and you live in it and it's your shelter and it increases after you do nothing except take care of it by 5.8%, that is not a bad investment, people. No, it's actually doing really, really well. And the, the higher end is scary because it, it's too, too hot. Right. You don't right. want that. Exactly. So um, I think, you know, for the most part, everything I could find and read, and maybe it's because I am such a glass half full (laughs) girl anyway, but everything is looking really good. And it's looking like people are going to continue to buy houses. People are going to continue to sell houses. Values are going to continue to go up. Interest rates are going to stabilize. I mean, I'm not promising anything about dropping way low like we saw. You may never, ever see that again. I won't won't say never because I would have said never when I started real estate. (laughs) And it happened, so I would have been wrong. But, um, you know, again, if we got our interest rates back down to four and a half, five, five and a half, people are happy. Even now, I mean, if if I'm working with a first-time home buyer and they're paying six and a quarter or six and a half, if it weren't for all the bad press about rates going up, they wouldn't even know that that was a bad deal because that's not what we focus on. We focus on what is your monthly payment going to be? 
then how does that fit your budget? Because we aren't selling houses to people with the expectation that they're going to live there for 30 years and pay off that mortgage because it just isn't happening anymore. I mean, they don't stay at the same job for more than a few years. They don't stay in the same city. I mean, it's just a different world than it was when it your is. parents and my parents bought houses. Well, I guess, and even when you, because you've been in yours a very long time. I know, but I'm the unicorn, right? Well, I mean, if you love your neighborhood, which you do, and you love your home and it suits you, why move, right? Yeah. And so, but I mean, it's just not the, the millennial way. And the millennials, <laughs> again, are the biggest part of them. And I'm not saying that in a bad no, way. No, I mean, I have, I have a lot of millennials that I happen to love a whole lot. So, I mean, I think they're a great group of people. I think our country's in great hands. I think they're, you know, definitely, I've told my son, you know, you are going to be even a better realtor than I am. And I think I'm pretty good and my statistics show it, but I just have so much confidence in him. And then he has that whole, um, that whole skill set with all the social media and the internet, oh, yeah. you know, I mean, he's just got extra tools that let's face it. I'm kind of a dinosaur when it comes to that. Give me people face to face and I'm fabulous. And of course, doesn't mean I'm not, you know, I can't use technology because of course I can. And for the part that I can't do, I just hire people who can, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, I think the next generation is just bigger and better and going to be stronger. And I feel, like these these kids they have ideas i mean they will if they don't like their job and they're not happy what do they do they find another one they find another one they, they know they know that life is short they know that they have to be happy they they want to have experiences they're not as into things and they're all about living life to the fullest and i i am actually thrilled with it but a big part of that plan is to own homes you know they definitely are buying homes they are at that and, stage I, oh. and if they want to if they want to sell them every couple of years and move somewhere else more power to them <laughs> all right fine with me so if you're one of these fantastic millennials or not any generation, or not. Uh, anybody if they you want to you want to learn more you want to find out what's happening you want to buy or sell a home how do they get a hold of you robin thank you i like that little plug you can call me on my cell phone 507-259-4926 and my goodness i am happy to help all right, Robin, you have a great week and a great weekend. Have fun at the lighting of the tree in Wabasha today. Yeah, I'm excited. Okay, we'll be serving hot chocolate as early as 3.30 and cookies, right. so come on over. There you go. We'll <laughs> talk right. to you next weekend. Thanks. All right, bye-bye. Robin Gwaltney with Gwaltney Group Remax Results on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM.